Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Financial Times Big Read, a weekly podcast featuring the best of our long-form reporting from around the world. I'm Anna Dedder from the Comment and Analysis Desk. The craze for digital currencies like Bitcoin, Ripple and Atom, has sent their price soaring and seen a boom in initial coin offerings. But trading in unofficial online markets is risky for unwary investors, says Richard Waters, and the hype surrounding blockchain is swelling the cryptocurrency bubble with extravagant hopes. Is it just a craze? Or are some of the digital currency startups the tech giants of tomorrow? The ambition that gave birth to the interplanetary file system is as immodest as the name. The brainchild of a Silicon Valley startup called Protocol Labs, the file system aims to give anyone the chance to buy and sell unused computer storage space. There's even a made-up unit of exchange for this proposed market, a digital currency called Filecoin. Speculators don't seem concerned that this spot market for global computing resources is still only a plan embedded in a piece of open source software. Or that if it catches on, it will be competing with corporate giants such as Amazon, the leading cloud computing company. Despite these obvious obstacles, Protocol Labs raised more than $250 million in an open online sale of its invented currency, Filecoin, that ended last week. So-called initial coin offerings, or ICOs, like this one, have turned into the year's most striking financial craze. More than $1.8 billion has been raised by software developers from the sale of new currencies with names like Tezis, Atoms, and Basic Attention Tokens. In unofficial online markets, where these and other digital tokens are traded, the mania has hit even more bizarre levels. Ripple, at five years old, is a cryptocurrency veteran. Its value soared this year on a wider boom that was led by Bitcoin. Ripple's notional value, including coins held by the company for later sale, jumped from $500 million at the start of the year to more than $35 billion before falling back to $19 billion. The boom in cryptocurrency prices has been fed by uncontrolled speculation, leading regulators to act. In recent days, Chinese authorities have banned ICOs and are now reported to be on the brink of shutting down all cryptocurrency exchanges – the Financial Conduct Authority, the UK regulator, warned anyone thinking of buying coins in an ICO that they should only do so if they're prepared to lose everything. And Jamie Dimon, chief executive of JP Morgan, sent Bitcoin prices down 10% on Tuesday when he called the currency a fraud and threatened to sack anyone at his bank caught trading it.
But cryptocurrencies promoters argue beyond the speculative mania, something profound is taking place. There's a new wave for startups that are developing platforms based on technologies like blockchain to raise money using online crowdfunding techniques. Networks such as the Interplanetary File System are based on a vision of decentralized online services where ordinary users interact directly with each other rather than through internet companies that set themselves up as gatekeepers to the online world. According to the enthusiasts, many of the most popular internet applications could be remade in this way, leaving control and the profits in the hands of the users. Tim Draper, a venture capitalist who was one of Silicon Valley's first cryptocurrency advocates, says, This is much like the internet was early on. It could be bigger than anything we've seen. For investors like him, the new networks have rekindled the libertarian dream of an internet that operates beyond ossified social institutions. Society is being transformed by this, says Mr Draper. We are going to be a much more affluent and fair world when the dust settles here. ICOs are filling in where governments have failed. But there is another view that draws on a different aspect of internet investment history. Mark Williams, a lecturer in financial risk management at Boston University, explains... There's a tendency, he says, to turn the brain off and just jump in. It's like Pets.com, which shut down in 2000. He says the speculation is being fed by a hype that is as insidious as the dot-com craze of the late 1990s. As he explains it, people are treating it like a lottery ticket. For the unwary, ICOs represent an even bigger risk as uncertainty about how they should be regulated means most lack even basic protection of securities laws that govern the dot-com IPOs. As pure digital events, the online fundraisings are also exposed to familiar internet frauds, from phishing scams that are used to rip off the unwary to the hacking of the underlying software underpinning the new ventures. That was the fate that befell the first prominent ICO last year for a company called the DAO. Supporters agree that naked speculation accounts for much of the money that's been pouring into ICOs as buyers are drawn in by the massive notional profits made by the earliest investors. Though how many have been able to actually cash in at the prices quoted on unofficial online exchanges is an open question. The value of the best-known digital currency, Bitcoin, has risen eightfold in the past year. That has led to a hunt for the next untapped markets, lifting the notional values of all cryptocurrencies to more than $130 billion. With nothing more needed to launch a coin sale than a white paper, that's the name given to the document that coin promoters use to lay out their grand plans, as well as the promise of some computer code, the steady flow of ICOs in the past year has turned into a flood. The boom, which began in early summer, is already exhibiting many of the characteristics of other speculative crazes. New coins have proliferated. More than 150 token sales have been conducted or announced this year. 
The website CoinMarketCap lists prices for about 1,100 coins, with more than 120 ICOs planned before the end of September. Celebrity endorsements have followed. Paris Hilton used Twitter to boost Lydian coin, a currency for a mooted advertising market that its backers hope will raise $100 million. Boxer Floyd Mayweather got there before her, using the run-up to his late August bout with Conor McGregor to promote the prediction market Stocks.com and the content marketplace Hubi Network. Like the dot-com boom, an all-encompassing tech vision has been used to justify valuations that make no sense on any other yardstick. In the case of ICOs, the big idea is that the technology on which the cryptocurrencies are based will enable a new generation of online applications and markets that will end up dwarfing today's internet giants. Like selling spare computer storage, the rules for these networks would be set and the profits would be made by the users and not by some huge corporation. Olaf Carlson Wee, whose cryptocurrency hedge fund Polychain Capital is one of the investors leading the charge into ICOs, says that some of these applications will one day be worth trillions of dollars. Given the potential scale of these future markets, he argues, even bets that look like they have a low chance of success make sense. Just as the dot-com craze was stirred up by extravagant hopes of the World Wide Web, the ICO boom is the product of another supposedly transformative technology, the blockchain. First used as the backbone for processing Bitcoin orders, blockchains are open distributed ledgers where transactions between any two parties on a network can be authenticated and recorded. Underpinning these new blockchain-based networks, like the interplanetary file system, are protocols or rules embedded in software that govern how participants interact. At least in theory, many of the interactions that happen online, such as those on social networks or e-commerce sites and search engines, could take place between willing users on decentralized networks. Mr. Carlson Wee says, If any of these protocols become ubiquitous on the internet, the upside is phenomenal. He contrasts it with the opportunity exploited by entrepreneurs like Mark Zuckerberg and Jeff Bezos, who created services that ran on top of the platform created by the World Wide Web. Decentralized social networks, or e-commerce, would leave ownership in the hands of those who control the underlying protocol, not an application like Facebook or Amazon. As Mr. Carlson Wee says, users can own their data and own the network. His enthusiasm is a sign of the coin mania that has been sweeping Silicon Valley, drawing in the familiar mix of ideologues, entrepreneurs and opportunists. Though only 27, he's raised $250 million from four of the best-known venture capitalists, including Sequoia Capital. But what supporters see as a profound financial innovation, others warn, can be an easy route to creating funny money. 
When buyers have been so willing to purchase currencies that are issued on nothing more than a promise of a future market, it's not surprising that so many people are trying to mint new ones. As Mr Williams says, There is this hype that blockchains can change the world. It's like the hype of the dot-com bubble, when you had to put a dot-com on the end of everything. Skeptics argue that creating a separate currency for each application is unnecessary, and any digital currency, including Bitcoin, could be used. Forcing people to buy app-specific tokens traps them with a holding that has a high chance of ending up worthless. Proponents of the coin boom say, though, that this misses the point. If a market succeeds, then its currency will be more in demand. And since the supplies of these currencies are capped at the outset, anyone holding them would benefit from the increasing value. This chance to profit from the growth of a network also provides a built-in incentive, making people who own tokens more likely to make use of the networks. It would be like a social network where early adopters make much of the profit if the business takes off, says one venture capital investor. I'm getting Facebook bucks that grow with the network, this person says. Selling coins has another advantage that the ICOs are less keen to highlight. It exploits a regulatory loophole. By selling a currency rather than shares, they stay outside the scope of securities regulation, removing any constraints on how they market their offerings. This is one reason given by Funfair, a blockchain casino based in London, for creating its own fun tokens. In a rare admission of the regulatory attractions of coin sales, it admitted at the end of August that it could have been easier to let people use cash and then pay them a dividend based on the company's profits. But it added, Our lawyers rightly warned us not to do this, as it would have risked us being classed as an unregistered security. Regulators are working on closing this loophole. The US Securities and Exchange Commission said in July that it had determined many coins were in fact a type of security and that it would look at the underlying nature of each ICO to determine whether they should be regulated as securities. For their creators, ICOs have another obvious attraction. They've made it possible to raise far larger amounts than startups can usually tap, at least as long as enough investors can be persuaded to suspend their disbelief. An early-stage open-source company like Protocol Labs, for instance, might normally expect to raise an initial round of $10 million from traditional startup investors. But through the sale of Filecoin, it's already raised more than 25 times that. And based on prices buyers paid in the ICO, extra coins the company has retained for sale are notionally worth more than $350 million. The history of tech bubbles suggests that throwing such large amounts of cash at unproven new businesses often ends in tears. Of the Filecoin sale, the largest ICO to date, one investor says, they got a bit carried away because the demand was there. The ICO bulls take a different view. The huge amounts flowing into coin startups, according to Mr Carlson Wee, are an indication that the old barriers to capital formation have collapsed with anyone free to invest 
the coin startups can look forward to unconstrained growth. He says, I actually take this to be an inflection point. The genie is out of the bottle and the pace of innovation has changed permanently. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Here at Bellingcat, we get to the bottom of things. From a global crisis to an underreported event, we find the facts using publicly available tools and resources, uncovering what is hidden on and below the surface. We connect the dots using social media posts, satellite images, and public records, and empower others to do the same by sharing how we do it. The ability to do so is only made possible by our readers, supporters, and community members. Care to join us? Learn how at bellingcat.com.